You could please pray the words, Come, Holy Spirit, with me three times. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Heavenly Father, I ask that you send forth your Holy Spirit upon myself and everybody gathered here. Please give me words that will be able to be understood by each person here, where their feet are at in the ground, where they come here today with whatever they're carrying. And I ask all this in Jesus' name, who is Lord and Savior, forever and ever. Amen. So as for a lot of us, as we, as we come off these kind of highs, a lot of us were just at a conference. For those of you who weren't there, it's called Seek. And it's a conference where um, a lot of us are either reignited or we encounter the Lord Jesus for the first time, the living person of Jesus the first time. And I can remember that the first time that I encountered the living person of Jesus the first time um, in confession on the same day and, and heard people speak in a way that I could understand. I'm an athlete, so I liked being spoken to like a, like a, like a coach speaking to me. And then also um, in the Holy Eucharist and the liturgy and the Mass as we are here today. And um, when, I, when I heard the Lord calling me and, and loving me, uh, a lot of uh, doubts rose to the surface about my inability to do anything. And maybe you kind of feel that way sometimes. Um, I think a lot of us, we, we come to, before the Lord and we think we just don't measure up, right? So we don't think we have what it takes. You know, I've been going through this little series right now called You Are Not Too Far Gone. You know, a lot of us, when we measure ourselves, uh, we think we don't have what it takes or we're too far gone is another way of looking at that. So I'd like you to do, uh, for a moment, I have these sheets, if you could, if you could grab that. I want to preach on uh, just the image, a very simple image, of, of the measuring tape. Um, something that I, I use probably not enough, but I probably should use more. And as I kind of redesign things and help people move things, measuring tapes all co- always come out. And I'm always asking the Lord in these situations, what are you trying to teach me? What are you trying to teach me? And um, I also want to talk today about how Satan works in your life, in my life. Not that anybody here maybe can relate to that, but I sure can, you know, and I can always use that. Because um, I, I just want to tell a couple stories about the measuring tape and how it's just kind of like revealed a lot of the Lord's goodness to me. And also how the evil one works in that when we measure up and try to measure ourselves compared to others. Uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, Pat and I were helping somebody move a couch, right? And uh, a few weeks before that, a few other guys, uh, Frank and, and Benny, who I also live with, um, we were trying to help someone move furniture and we measured a certain area. We're like, there's no way this is possible, right? There's no way we can get this, this furniture in. And, and so we quit, right? So that's a, always a bad thing to do. Um, and then Pat came along and he's like, you know what? I, I think we could actually do this. Like hope started rising. And, and as, we, as we went um, to this person's house and, and brought this couch over that we said, there's no way we can move it. Um, the person said, well, I talked to the tenant and he said, you actually can get couches in here and it, it, will, it will work. I'm like, I just don't think so. And Pat and I were just kind of going back and forth with, with this particular person. Um, and you know, I measured the doorway. And I'm like, it's like 31 and a half inches wide. That's like the most narrow doorway I've ever seen in my life. They don't usually come that, that small. I'm like, I don't think we can do this. And Pat's like, you know what, let's just give it a shot. So we did. And by the grace of God, it, 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 did, it did fit. It like snuck through um, that little way. But we, we, and then we were, we were measuring, right? We were measuring. Um, and as I've, I even go around, I think I just look at the measuring tape, and I think a lot of us, we just compare ourselves to others too often. And we think things just won't work out, or I'm not holy enough, they're too holy, or um, I, I, don't, I don't have what it takes. Because if the Lord really knew me, uh, I'm, I'm pretty screwed up. I'm kind of like damaged goods. It's kind of the whole point of this whole series we're doing, because that's where just people find themselves. But let's look at the Word of God today. On, the, on that right, right, sheet, or right side of the sheet that you're looking at, 
Listen to what our God does. I'm just so blown away at the humility of our God, how he just blows things out the water. It says, Jesus came down. Just pause there for a second. You know, for a lot of us, uh, we, we, we live in a world that says all religions are the same. Um, there's a story about how a, a Buddhist and a Muslim and a Christian start talking and the, and the Buddhist and the Muslim are like, come on, we're like all the same, right? We're all like just trying to get from the bottom of the mountain to the top of the mountain. And the Buddhist and the, and the Muslim are like, yeah, that's it. They were just trying to get to the top of the mountain. The Christian said, you know what? Um, that's not our faith. We believe God came down the mountain to bring us up, right? He comes down to us. So Jesus came down with the 12. He always comes in community. And he stood on a stretch of level ground. What does that mean? That means Jesus wants to meet you where you're at. You know, there is no measuring stick with the Lord. He loves you without measure, which is the beautiful thing. And when we enter into dialogue with him, we enter into relationship with him, or at least start to begin to welcome him in, um, we realize how humble our God is, that he comes to us. When we call upon the Holy Spirit, as we just did, when we're at Mass, the, the Lord will be here in just a moment in the Holy Eucharist and in, in, in his Holy Word. But how the Lord wants to enter into dialogue with you, so does Satan. So the next point, as you look on, on, your, on your sheet, it says Satan wants dialogue. This past week, I was, I was in Illinois at my former seminary with about 100 priests, and we're learning how to become spiritual directors and, and how to recognize what's going on in our lives and, how, and who we're talking to. And we didn't mean like physically who we're talking to, but like in our heads. And they said a lot of people, maybe, it's, maybe you can relate to this, but we talk to the devil an awful lot. We say, I don't know what God sounds like, but I sure do know what the, what the devil sounds like. And this shouldn't be like rocket science to us because when we go back to the book of Genesis and we have Eve right there, what does the devil do? He starts speaking to Eve. He starts dialoguing. And the problem is Eve listens. And that's my problem often too. I, I think oh, we're never going to get holy enough. I'm never going to get holy enough. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's just not working. People are, are too slow or they're too fast and I don't have what it takes. My, my, my sins are too big. You know, I start measuring these things. Um, and the devil loves that when you and I beat ourselves up. You know, Satan just, he just wants one thing, dialogue. I used to think Satan wanted one thing, it was just quit. But if I'm quitting, it's because I'm listening to him. He just wants you to enter into that dialogue. You're not good enough. You're not smart enough. You'll never measure up. Why do you even try, right? I think that's where a lot of us are at. We, start going, we go to conferences or we come to the Newman Center and that we start thinking, oh my gosh, that person's so holy. I'll, I'll, I'll never be holy enough. And if it's not with holiness, it's with ourselves. We forget that we're made in God's image and likeness and we, we think, oh, my body isn't good enough. My face. You know, it's, 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 not, it's not measuring up because when I go on like TikTok or if I go on, on Instagram or Snapchat, I compare myself to other people Myself to other people, and I, I, don't, I don't measure up. I don't have what it takes. I'm just too far gone. Why well, don't I even try, right? So the devil wants you to enter into dialogue with him, and the first thing he wants to do is, is instill doubt in your heart. Did God really say, don't eat from that tree? Doubt. He wants you to doubt that God is good. It's the first thing he wants you to do is, is doubt that God is good. Oh, and also doubt that you are good too, by the way. Oh, and also, doubt that other people are good. They have goodness in them. That's what the devil wants. 
He wants you to doubt that you have what it takes. He wants you to doubt that actually God could come down and meet you or even meet other people. And then, then, and then the way he works that, he, he wants, as you can see, the next thing is discouragement. Why do I even try? This is so stupid. I'm too big of a sinner. That person's too much of this and I'm too much of that. And we just enter into discouragement. Or maybe it's just me, right? And I, I, I get discouraged. I get frustrated a lot when I'm my worst self. When I want to move fast and I want the Lord to do things faster than he wants to. I don't want him to come meet me. I want him, I want to go up the mountain, right? He's like, no, I, I want to come down to you and talk to you there. And then he wants despair. He wants hopelessness. This is, this is the way the evil one works. And I think one thing you can make a question, you can start asking yourself, and I want you to ask this question with gentleness because, again, I think a lot of us are just, we're just so hard on ourselves. Ask that question, just where do I need to stop comparing myself to others? In, in realms of like your faith, like are you holy enough? Or in, in regards to like your body? or even your intellectual capabilities, or, or whatever, you're, whatever you do, like, where do you, it just, the Lord's like, um, I want to meet you there, and I just want to say, stop that. And I, I, and, I, and I think the Lord, he meets us in our weakness more than he does in our strength. And, and one thing I'm blown away with the, with the conference is, the seat conference, that is, is how uh, the first speaker was Father Josh Johnson, and as people were listening to him, and I, and I was at Sydney's um, small group, we, we did a little athlete seek. As we were there, uh, people were blown away that he's, he struggles. And I was kind of like, this is a revelation to some people that, that priests actually have struggles. Um, I have a lot of them. I'm sure you could name about those who come here often, probably have like a book list of them. But I mean, like, I, I have a lot of struggles. Um, but the Lord has been so good to me, and, and, and it's, and it's because, not because I'm strong. As I was at that spirit direction program this past week, it's because I'm incredibly weak. Like, I could go over my weaknesses all day long, and I'll share a few, few of them with you. When I first got there, I showed up a day late. Um, not that anybody here has been late out of their weaknesses, right? So I, I show up late, and my brother priests that are from this diocese were excited to see me. Oh, Zach, it's so good to see you. We don't call each other father too often. It just doesn't, brother, brother priests don't do that. Like, Zach, it's so good to see you. Oh, it's awesome you're here. I'm so glad you're here. And usually I'd be like, just shut up. I don't want that. But I was like, you know, I'm just going to receive because I'm, I'm broken. Like I needed someone to be excited to see me. I didn't know that I needed that. And, then, and as I was, I was reflecting, I'm like, like, I'm so weak. I need other people in my life to hold me accountable. Like I'm a mess when I don't have structure. And I'm a mess when other people aren't around me that are holy, that can help me. You know, and I, I just, instead of comparing myself to them, I'm always like just happy to be with them. And then, and then just to think like, who am I to, to be here, to receive this, this teaching? And it's, it's like my gift to give it back to you. Because as I was praying and, and uh, as I was praying um, over your souls, as I just was away, uh, it, it breaks my heart to know how awful the devil is to you. I know he's after you, especially when you go to these conferences. When you get a sense of hope in you or you actually realize maybe priests are human, might be able to talk to him, all those kind of things. And, and I remember just being in, in prayer and just, it's just weeping because I'm weak and I, I can't do anything except for pray and feed you with the Eucharist. Um, so Lord, he doesn't, um, meet us necessarily in our strength. He meets us in our weakness. 
It's not, are you strong enough to be a Catholic? It's, are you weak enough to be a Catholic? It's not, am I strong enough to be a priest? It's, am I weak enough to be a priest? I just want to talk about one last story. Is um, That question at the end is, 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 are you weak enough to be mentored? If you're, if you're just doing life on your own, or you don't have some, a superior above you who's really below you in the spiritual sense, just kind of lifting you up, like, how's that going for you? When I first started, like, trying to do faith, trying to do Catholic things, I wanted to do it all on my own. I would listen to Catholic talks on my own. I would learn how to pray the rosary on my own. And when I realized when I'm around other Catholic people, it's not so hard because one thing I realized, instead of being on my own, I'm not alone. They struggle just like me. Talking to brother priests who get frustrated, talking to other priests who doubt, talking to other priests who have despair, you know, who actually talk to Satan too. We don't want to. One thing we, we, we offer here is, is, is mentorship, you know, through, through, through Bible studies and through just discipleship groups. And it's, and it's there where we encounter the Lord and, and the Lord comes and meets us. And we finally open our stupid hearts sometimes and it's like, why didn't I do this sooner, you know? Why didn't I just ask for someone to mentor me? I have like umpteen mentors now, you know? And not because I'm strong, it's because I'm incredibly weak. If I, if I don't have encouragement, if I don't have support, if I don't have community, if I don't have brother priest challenging me and encouraging me, I get really, really uncomfortable myself and also other people become really uncomfortable with me. But when I realize how good the Lord is to me and how he comes to me, like, who am I? Is a question I keep asking myself. Who am I to, to be a priest, you know? And it's, it's in that humility the Lord comes to us and he, he goes to the Beatitudes in our gospel today. And I just want to just briefly go through those because um, they're like super confusing to me. I, I, I don't get them. If I, go, if I go to the Beatitudes by myself, um, and I don't let the Lord come to me and speak to me and, and ask for help. These are like the craziest things I've ever heard. Like who in the right mind would say, blessed are you who are poor for the kingdom of, of, of heaven is yours. The kingdom of God is yours. Like what? Start doubting like that God could actually, I could like, understand this, right? What does that mean? That means when you and I realize all we need is Jesus, like we, we're totally reliant upon him, you are blessed. When you realize you can't do it on your own, when it doesn't work that way, when you actually be met, are mentored, you are blessed. The Lord also says, blessed are you who are now hungry, um, realizing there's got to be more to life than college, right? There's got to be more to life than, than the drinking call or the hookup culture or whatever it is, comparing myself to others, all that kind of stuff. Um, because like I have a hole in my heart and I, I don't, it's, whatever, I'm, whatever I'm putting in there isn't working. And a mentor could just show you, oh, like there's another way to that. And blessed are you who are now weeping for you will laugh. What does that mean, weeping? Like there's a sadness in our hearts that people are so depressed there's a sadness in our hearts that people don't ask for help. The sadness that people think all religions are the same, right? The next one I think is really strange too, and I just want to end with this one. Jesus says, blessed are you when people hate you. Huh? And when they exclude you and insult you? What? And denounce your name as evil on account of the Son of Man. I'm just going to quick clean it up because I went to one of my mentors and I read one of his commentaries on this. And what he said is, what Jesus is saying is, blessed are you when you don't care about what other people think about you. When you're free from the opinions of others. Because so often that's how we live. We let the opinions of others control us. And we start entering a dialogue. You're not enough. 
You're too far gone. Why do you try? You're too stupid. You'll never be holy enough. That person's too holy. Or we take the other route, which is they'll never be holy enough. We start judging them. But there's so much freedom when you and I come to know that it isn't our weakness, the Lord comes to us, and it's, it only matters what he thinks. And he loves you so much. I wish I could just pour the love in, that he's given in my heart into your hearts. I wish I really could, but I don't know how to because I'm broken and I'm weak. And I, I try the best I can, but I fail often. But it's the Lord who comes around me with these different people who mentor me and tell me, don't quit. You're making a difference. The Lord is working. So it's not, are you strong enough? It's, are you weak enough? And how the Lord comes down to us and meets us where our feet are at in the dirt in our, in our good times and bad times. So right now, I just want to ask you, are you weak enough to be mentored? Are you weak enough to like, let someone help you? Because even in a world that says, oh, you can't ask for help, um, that's a lie, okay? That's, that's entering into dialogue with the devil. And for those of you who are uh, entering into mentorship, I truly want to encourage you to be patient. 1 Corinthians 10, 4. I've said this many times. What is love? Love is patient. The Lord has lots of time. The devil will think you have no time, right? Doubt God's goodness and that you're good and other people are good. And it is the Lord who patiently will be waiting for us on this altar in the Holy Eucharist in just a moment. And he comes to meet us where we're at right now in our lives. So we're just going to take a moment of silence and just ask the Lord that question, you know, am I, am I really weak enough to be mentored? Am I really weak enough to be a disciple? Am I really weak enough? And maybe in that, just stop measuring yourself compared and comparing yourself to others. Because you're either going to feel like you're too good or you're not good enough. But we live in a God who loves without measure. And praise God for that. Amen.